0: Good morning, everyone. I'm so glad to see everybody after a stressful uh, football game. I think everybody lived through, so it's great to see everybody. Um, So I have some quick announcements. Thursday the 9th at 6 p.m., there's going to be a special concert here with the uh, Gadsden State uh, Community College Choir. It's going to be here in the sanctuary at 6 p.m. that Thursday night. It's going to be great. Our Christmas cantata is coming up uh, on December 12th. That's gonna be one combined service at 11. So on December 12th, that's two weeks away. If you show up to celebration, you'll be sitting here alone in the sanctuary and no praise team, cause it's a combined service that Sunday at the 12th at 11. Um, and then on, also on December 12th at 5 p.m. It's my favorite event of the year. It's the children's musical. Catherine, is it gonna be in here in the sanctuary? Here in the sanctuary. December 12th. It's gonna be awesome. And then what happens after? Is there a party afterwards? There's a, party. There's a birthday party for Jesus after that upstairs. Molly, it's gonna be awesome. Molly, be Paige, you've done so much work with the Christmas uh, Catherine and It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be amazing. Over here. You will notice our angel tree uh, We've had this for many years, but I want to show you what you do. Your angel comes like this You will rip off the bottom this is your list of items that you will buy, okay? You will leave the angel up there with your, and write your name on the back. That way, we know who took the angel, right? And if, if you don't bring anything back, we can say we can call you and remind you to bring, bring your items back. So you'll just take the bottom half and leave the angel there. Um, also, the missions team wanted to say a huge thanks, along with the Salvation Army, wanted to say a huge thanks as well. We filled a ton of Thanksgiving bags this year for Salvation Army. Everyone was very appreciative. Um, Also a huge thanks uh, for everyone that donated to the cakes uh, for the community Thanksgiving at the venue. And a thank you to everyone who worked at the venue for the community Thanksgiving. It was an awesome event. Uh, And I also wanna let you know, Pastor Sam has an awesome Bible study happening right now. And I did not bring my book with me, but it is on the Grinch, right? And it's awesome. Starts December the 1st, so right around the corner. Books are $15 if you want one of those books to follow along. You don't have to buy a book if you want to attend the class. You could still come, right? And it's an awesome class. You're going to want to be a part of it. It goes along with our sermon series, which is great as well. And uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful uh, that we can come together and worship this morning. Uh, we pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us worship you this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand and sing with us?
1: Will be done here in us, Jesus. There is no one greater. You alone are Savior. Show the
2: world Your love,
1: King of strong to save in your mighty name king of heaven come we are children of your mercy rescue for your glory we cry, jesus set our hearts to all See you. Where did I? King of heaven, come now. King of heaven, come now. Let your glory reign, shining like the day. King of heaven, come. King of heaven, rise up. Who can stand? Same.
3: good morning. Please be seated. We have some special things that we're doing since this is the first Sunday in Advent. Welcome. Happy Advent. I guess that's what you say for Advent. Happy Advent. Merry Advent. It's uh, the time leading up to Christmas and it's the time that we need to prepare our hearts for the coming of the King. As a part of our Advent uh, service today, this first Sunday of Advent, we have the lighting of the advent wreath and I'm gonna ask the Knowles to come up and light our first candle Jeremiah 33 14
4: through 16 the days are com- are surely coming says the Lord when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live safely and this is the name by which it will be called the Lord is our righteousness. We have endured these past few years and know that there is more to face before us. We don't know if we have the strength to withstand what might be around the next corner. And we wonder who will stand with us, who will have our back, who will occupy our corner. Who is with us? That is what we begin to wonder these days. Who will light our way and chart our course? Who is on our side and who will welcome us home again? Home, the prophet Jeremiah speaks of a branch that will be raised. Jesus spoke of a son of man that will descend. Both point to a hope, a hope that calls us home, our true home, where we're welcomed and loved and included, where there is justice and equality and peace. It's time, this Advent season, time to go home. We light this candle. a sign of our hope our strong hope that there is a way to go home to the home in Christ and it starts with us and it starts here and it starts now it's time to go home
3: thank you so much um, Advent is such a beautiful time of the year and I hope that you found a way to celebrate. You know you can you can kind of make your own Advent wreath and have at home especially for those of you who are worshiping with us online get you some candles and make your own Advent wreath and have your own little way of marking each week as we approach uh, the time of Christmas. Another great thing that we do during Advent is uh, the hanging of the greens. We're kind of having a hanging of the chrismons this year. We had some people, our our chrismon tree is beautiful. All of our Advent decorations are beautiful. I wanna thank everybody who helped get those up. And um, we're going to highlight each week one of our chrismons. First, I want us to read responsively about the hanging of the chrismons we can get that up there here in this place we prepare for the coming of the Lord everybody said Hang symbols and signs of Christ, ruler, prophet, priest. Thank you so much. So, uh, Miss Catherine and the children are going to hang one of our months.
5: tree over here in the corner do you hear what Pastor Sam called it well, we usually say the word Christmas Christmas tree but in here this tree is called the Chris tree y'all see all the beautiful ornaments do you notice what color they are gold and gold and white and I don't really see any flowers or balls like ornaments what kinds of things do you see on the tree crosses and what else I know what am I holding in my hand it looks like a fish, doesn't it? Well, in the early church, when people first started believing in Jesus and being a Christian, this was the symbol of Christianity, a fish. And we put this Chrismont ornament. We can, Where do you want to put it? Where would you like to put it? Right there, it's fine. And we add it to our Chrismont ornaments with the rest of them. It's very beautiful, isn't it? Good job. All right, let's take one last, one last look at it. Chris Mondry, can you say
3: that? Chris Mond, all right, thank you. Thank you, Ms. Catherine is gonna take our children to Children's Church right now, if any of y'all want to go. I want to uh, remind you that it's time for us to uh, have our tithes and offerings. <clears throat> Back in the days, pre-pandemic, we would just pass the plate around or have pass the basket around in the celebration. Um, we still need your support. If you haven't turned your pledges in for 2022 we need you to do that because as we come into the season of giving think about what we're going to give our friends and neighbors and family we need to also think about what we're going to give to god our time and our talents and also our gifts our tithes and offerings so you can give online if you're here in the sanctuary you can place your your gift in the in the offering plate but let's have a prayer and thank God for uh, all that God has done for us. God, as we enter this season of hope and, and as we enter this season of expectation, help us to start to prepare our hearts. Maybe there are some things that we need to kind of declutter out of our lives as we approach the time of Christmas when we welcome and receive the Christ. And Lord, One of the things that we do to prepare our hearts is is to give, uh, because when we open our hands to give, our hands are open also to receive. So we give these tithes, these offerings, we give our lives to you. In Jesus' name, amen. thank you the praise team <clears throat> they always come through <clears throat> if my voice is a little bit scratchy today I may or may not have yelled at the TV some yesterday I'm just saying <laughs> I, may, I may or may not have yelled at the TV and scared the animals around me but uh, no I'm glad to be able to be here today and to start this season of Advent we're gonna start with the prophet Isaiah We're going to start Isaiah 64, verses 1 through 2, and then verses 6 through 7. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, so that the mountains would quake at your presence, as when fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, so that the nations might tremble at your presence. We have all become like the one who was unclean, And all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. There's no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the hand of our iniquity. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The year was 1957. And in some ways, everything was just so right. Um, It was the year that America made some of the best cars ever made. The 57 Chevy, right? Uh, The 57 T-Bird. The 57 Corvette. All some of my favorite cars ever. And by the way, if you're looking for a Christmas gift for Pastor Sam, that that would be a fine Christmas idea. Um, Just saying. All Shook Up was number one, Elvis Presley. Again, one of my favorites. Yeah, it's awesome. It was 1957 was the year that my sister was born. She's my favorite sister. She's my only sister, but she's my favorite. Um, So everything, everything was looking up. In 1957, everything was just about right, except when it wasn't because not everything was right in 1957. In 1957, it was really kind of the beginning of the Cold War because the USSR and America both launched intercontinental ballistic missiles. They tested them, and it was in 1957 that B-52s started flying full-time around the clock just in case of a Soviet nuclear attack. In 1957, there was an epidemic of the Asian flu. That was bad. Um, Even though people look back in the 1950s and they think wow wasn't that a great time. It wasn't great for everybody. It wasn't equally great for everybody. That was the year for instance that the Ku Klux Klan held a gun to the head of a young man named Willie Edwards, a 24-year-old African-American truck driver and they made him jump off the Goodwin, Tyler Goodwin Bridge near Montgomery into the Alabama River where he drowned. 1957 was the year that the governor of Arkansas called upon the National Guard to prevent African-American students from enrolling in, in Little Rock Central High School. Everything wasn't right. Everything wasn't right in 1957 some things were right it felt like things should be right but not everything was maybe that was the perfect year for a guy named Theodore Zeus Geisel aka Dr. Seuss to write a book entitled How the Grinch Stole Christmas 1957 did you know it was that old How the Grinch Stole Christmas and also did you notice that it's not why the Grinch stole Christmas is how the Grinch stole Christmas. Because we know why the Grinch stole Christmas, don't we? We, he, we know that he stole it because somehow, some way, some reason, the Grinch's heart was two sizes too small. And Christmas for the Grinch was not the most wonderful time of the year, it wasn't for him. All the Who's down in Whoville, they felt that it was great. They danced and sang and celebrated and decorated. But for the Grinch, something was missing. For the Grinch, something was wrong. So I want to ask you, if wherever you are today, have you ever felt that way, like something was just wrong? Have you ever felt like you were just kind of off in some way that that maybe you should be happy about Christmas coming and you should feel festive and like celebrating but instead you feel more like the Grinch. Did you know that that's why Dr. Seuss wrote the book in the first place? According to a magazine interview from 1957 um, Dr. Seuss was asked how the book came about right and he said it was after christ the day after christmas the, the previous year and he was brushing his teeth and he looked in the mirror and what he saw looking back at him in the mirror was kind of grinchish and and he said i realized that something had gone wrong with christmas and i realized more importantly that something was wrong with me so I wrote the story about the Grinch um, so that I might could recover something that I had obviously lost I wanted to recover something I had obviously lost so who was the inspiration for the Grinch and how the Grinch stole Christmas it was Dr. Seuss himself he was the Grinch he wanted to rediscover something he had lost And I want you to know, I can feel that right here, can't you? Haven't you you experienced the feeling of just a little bit of melancholy and like something's, something's out of whack? Well, just imagine a time when everything was wrong. For Israel, it would have been the 6th century B.C. Here's the situation. Cyrus, the Persian king, had allowed the captives, Israel, who'd been taken away in captivity, he had allowed them to go back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. And so they should have been happy. They're getting to go home, right? They're getting to go home. But when they got back there, everything was in ruins. Everything was just awful. And so when they started trying to rebuild, not only did they have the problem of everything being torn down. They had their neighbors who tried to hinder them from rebuilding everything they tried to do. Their neighbors were hindering them. And then on top of that, they had internal divisions among themselves. They were arguing, couldn't get along with themselves. So this time, they were supposed to be joyful, right? They were supposed to be happy. But instead, in Isaiah 63 and 64, what we have is a long prayer of lament say well Pastor Sam what's a prayer of lament? It's a Grinchish prayer. It's a prayer for those who feel like everything's wrong. The Psalms are full of prayers of lament. Pastor Andy was talking about last week when he was talking about the the prayer of Thanksgiving Psalm 100. That's wonderful but there's also Psalms of lament when when the psalmist says God everything's wrong can you do something here's here's the pattern that a prayer of lament follows it starts out by remembering how good God was in the past Uh, Isaiah 63 talks about how God is full of loving kindness and all the blessings that God had bestowed upon Israel and how God's love had redeemed them remembering the past. And then the next thing, the next part of the pattern is the complaint about the current situation. Again, in Isaiah 63, um, Isaiah says, God, where are your zeal and your might? Where are your heart and your compassion? They're withheld from us. Our adversaries have trampled down the sanctuary. We're being ruled by those who have not or are not called by your name. Everything's messed up, God. And then the third part of the pattern in the prayer of lament is this. There's a petition for God's help and a prayer of confession for their sin. And that's what we read in Isaiah 64, the scripture that I just read for you a few minutes ago. God, could you just, could you just tear open heaven and just come down here and do something great? We know that we've sinned. We know we've turned away from your presence but God we could really use some help right now everything is wrong God everything's wrong and to tell you the truth we're just a little bit grumpy right now so pastor Sam why are we starting out with the prophet Isaiah for the season of Advent I think it's the perfect way to start out Advent actually I think the perfect way to start out Advent in 2021 is to look up to heaven and say, God, could you just come down here and do something good? Because honestly, we've lost something and we really would like to find it again. We are definitely going to need some help from you and we might even need some help from those around us. find what we need that's missing right here. One of my favorite stories in the Old Testament is the story of Ruth and Naomi. Um, It starts out with Naomi and her husband Elimelech and their two sons and there's a famine in the land of Bethlehem their home area so they have to flee the land to find food and they end up settling in Moab which They didn't want to go to Moab because Moab was cursed and nobody wanted to live in Moab if you were an Israelite. But that's where they found food and that's where they took up and made a home. And so there was Naomi and there was Elimelech, and there was her two sons and they had to find wives for their sons. So they ended up finding two Moabite wives for their sons. One was named Ruth and one was named Orpah not to be confused with Oprah which is spelled just a little bit differently that's meant to be funny y'all are looking so serious Oprah you know okay so Ruth and Orpah married the two sons of Naomi and Elimelech and tragically Elimelech and both sons die. so all three women are left to be widows in a time when it was not a good thing to be a widow and Naomi didn't know what to do. She had heard through the grapevine that things were better back in Bethlehem. So she decided she's going to go back home. But she told her two widow daughters-in-law, y'all are going to be so much better off if you just stay here because you're Moabite women. I'm not sure you're going to be accepted very well if you go back to Bethlehem with me. Being Moabite women, you know, they just don't look at y'all very well. So go back to your families, right? And so Orpah tearfully went back to her family, but Ruth said to Naomi, I'm going wherever you're going. Your people are going to be my people. Your God's going to be my God. I'm not leaving your side. So Ruth and Naomi travel back to Bethlehem. And as they enter into the town, the women of Bethlehem see Naomi. They haven't seen her in years. They say, Isn't that Naomi? look there's Naomi and Naomi says don't call me Naomi the, the name Naomi means pleasant don't call me Naomi call me Mara which means bitter she might as well have said I'm not a who from Whoville anymore I'm a Grinch from a mountain in Moab something's wrong I don't know if I'll ever get it back but you know God has a funny funny way of working have you noticed that God has a funny way of working in Naomi and Ruth's case God was already at work because God brought across Ruth's path uh, one of Naomi's kinsmen named Boaz and Boaz whose mother was Rahab the prostitute by the way Boaz ends up marrying Ruth and Boaz and Ruth end up having a son named Obed and Obed by the way is King David's grandpa but we see at the end of the book of Ruth (coughs) that Ruth brings baby Obed and she places the baby in Naomi's arms and Naomi's heart grows about three sizes and all of the women And Bethlehem say, look, Naomi has a son again. Naomi's got a son. Well, technically, it wasn't her son. It wasn't even her grandson. But when you love somebody, when you give somebody your love and your heart, when you give somebody your food around the table, then they become family even if they're not related to you by blood they become family and your heart grows in the process right and what is missing gets found. I hope that you had a, a good Thanksgiving a time that you could share food with uh, people that you love um, it reminds me of a story I heard a few years back did you hear the story of a woman named Wanda Dench from Mesa Arizona and it it was around Thanksgiving time and Wanda was a grandmother and she sent a text to what she thought was her grandson right her teenage grandson and the text said as grandmothers do uh, be at my house three o'clock sharp no excuses and the response that she got back from what she thought she was sending to her grandson was who is this? And she thought her grandson was just messing around with her and she said this is your grandma and the text she got back in return was can you send me a picture? Again she thought her grandson was just messing with her so she takes a selfie this, this white middle-aged woman takes the selfie we white middle-aged people are not good at taking selfies. We, she took a selfie and she sent it out and then she got a selfie of a 17-year-old black kid named Jamal and he said, laugh out loud, I'm not your grandson uh, but can I still have a plate for Thanksgiving? And she sent back, of course you can have a plate because that's what grandmas do we feed everyone and so that year Wanda and her family welcomed the new person at the table at Thanksgiving his name was Jamal and ever since then Jamal's been going back every year and celebrating Thanksgiving with the family and this year was a little bit extra special because Wanda's husband had died of COVID. And so Jamal quarantined himself for 14 days so that he could still go to Thanksgiving dinner with Wanda. Because this year he wanted to comfort her. Because she was family now. Have I mentioned that God works in funny, funny ways? Eating a meal together. Just... Just eating a meal together can do wonderful things. It can grow your heart. All right, back to 1957. This interview with Dr. Seuss, uh, they asked him, uh, Dr. Seuss, what was the easiest book that you ever wrote? You know, Dr. Seuss wrote so many books. He said, The easiest book I ever wrote was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It was so easy because it was his own story, you see. And he said in the interview, he said the only hard part about writing the book, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, was figuring out how to end it, okay? How was he going to get the Grinch out of the mess that the Grinch was in? And he said every ending that he tried, it, it either sounded like a second-rate preacher or a Bible thumper. That's his words, not mine. Um, he said finally, in desperation, he decided that without making any statement at all, he would have the Grinch and the Who's just together at a table. And he made a pun about the Grinch carving the roast beast. And that was it. That was how the Grinch got out of his mess. Because at the table, strangers become family. At the table, bitter hearts become pleasant. I have a feeling that some of you are feeling like something's missing this year, this Advent season. I have a feeling that maybe for reasons you can't even explain, you're feeling a little Grinchish, that something's wrong. I want you to know if that's the case for you this year you're not alone you're not alone we've all felt that way if that's the case for you I also want you to remember that God works in funny funny ways and that you can find what it is that's missing that God can grow our hearts if we'll open them up. Let's pray. God we're thankful that when we cry out to you in a prayer of lament that you hear us when when we cry out and say God could you just open up heaven and come down here and do something great it's a prayer that you've already answered Long ago, you did open up heaven and you did come down here and you did do something great. You're still in that business, the business of growing our hearts. So come, Lord Jesus, come. In Jesus' name, Amen. We stand together. As we go forth from this place, let us make room for you, O Lord, to do whatever you want to. In Jesus' name, amen.